A few years ago, there was a cartoon in the New Yorker magazine that kind of said it all. It, uh, in the middle of uh, this cartoon, in the middle of the floor was a dry, withered Christmas tree. The calendar on the wall reads December 26th. Dad is sitting in his chair with an ice pack on his head. Mom is sitting in her bathrobe just staring at the TV. And the little boy is reaching into his stocking to see if there's any more candy in there. Uh, The floor is a virtual mountain of torn wrapping paper, boxes and bows. And in the background, there is a table with a thoroughly picked turkey still sitting on it. And the caption in the cartoon simply reads, the day after. (laughs) The day after. (laughs) Well, perhaps that's how you felt yesterday, the day after Christmas. Or perhaps that's how you're feeling today, two days after Christmas. You're exhausted. Or maybe you're feeling let down. The buildup, the anticipation, all the preparation for Christmas Day, and then it's over. Or maybe you're feeling today relieved. You're relieved it's over because you weren't looking forward to this Christmas anyway with all the changes and all the adjustments and how different Christmas was going to be this year. And so you're relieved that it's over. Well, regardless of what you're feeling or how you're, you're feeling Let me encourage you. This is a good time to reset. This day, this Sunday, the last Sunday of 2020 is a good opportunity for us to reset. We're coming to the end of quite an incredible year, right? We can all agree that it has been a year of immense challenge and change, pain, Loss, uncertainty, craziness. And we are coming to the end of an unforgettable year. Most of us are probably ready to put 2020 behind us. It's a good time to reset, to restart, to reboot, to restore, to re Juvenate, resuscitate, recalibrate. What other rewords can you use? Well, regardless, well, there's another reword, not really, but regardless of how this year was for you, high or low, up or down, good or bad, and maybe this year for you was a combination of that, highs and lows, ups and downs, good and bad. Maybe it was a combination. Regardless, today is an opportunity for us to push the pause button on our lives, to take a deep breath, to reflect, to assess, to evaluate, to look back, to look at our lives, 
and then to reset. It's a good time to ask ourselves, what do I need to reset? How should I reset? It's a good time to say, God, what do I need to reset? God, how should I reset? And so today we begin a a series, a New Year's series on this last Sunday of 2020, and then looking into 2021, a New Year's series titled Reset. What do we need to reset? Now let me just say from the start that now everything doesn't automatically uh, go away when the ball drops in Times Square later this week on Thursday night at 12, when the clock strikes 12, it's 12 midnight, the ball drops. Everything doesn't, doesn't automatically go away. Everything doesn't automatically go away when the calendar moves from December 31st, 2020 to January 1st, 2021. No, we are still challenged by the COVID-19 pandemic. And perhaps you are still dealing with some of the circumstances of that pandemic for you with your job or your family or virtual online learning or the limitations of not being able to go where you want to go or do what you want to do. And so that doesn't automatically just go away or is not automatically erased. Everything externally doesn't automatically get reset, but the most critical part to reset is where? Within. It's within us. It doesn't start with our circumstances or our environment or other people. It starts with you and me. Uh, Resetting. We just concluded our 2020 Grand Sweep series of the Bible coast to coast, cover to cover in, in December. And you know, I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of sad it's over. My older sister texted me and said, hey, let's do it again. Let's just, let's just go through the Bible one more time. And it's kind of sad to be over. And it was certainly challenging for me, the whole process and preaching through the Bible in a year. Uh, and I hope it was rewarding and a blessing to you. But we learned, we found out in the Bible that the Bible is a book where humanity regularly needed to be reset. The Bible is a realistic book that recognizes that human beings constantly are in need of resetting. What do I mean by that? Adam and Eve needed to be reset after they sinned and disobeyed against God. The world needed resetting. Before the flood. The Hebrew people needed resetting when they had a, a, they, they, they lacked faith to take the promised land. Ten of the twelve spies that were sent out by the Hebrews into the promised land to check out the promised land said there's no way we can go into the promised land. And their report was based on fear. Two, Caleb and Joshua said, you guys say no way. We say Yahweh. God's going to make a way. We can take the land. Let's trust God. But they listened to the fear factor versus the faith factor. And so they were relegated to 40 years wandering in the wilderness where God was recalibrating them, resetting them, and getting them ready to take the promised land. Peter needed a reset 
after he denied knowing Jesus three times on the night in which Jesus was arrested. Saul needed to reset from persecuting the faith to proclaiming the faith and getting a name change. In his reset, getting a name change to Paul. Jesus gave the woman caught in adultery a reset, a new beginning. Jesus gave the thief on the cross a reset. In his last moments of of his life, Jesus turned to this thief and gave him a reset to a new life and a new beginning in heaven. Where do you need a reset this morning? As 2020 comes to a close, where do you need a reset? Today is is, uh, part one in our reset series, and you could almost say today is the pre-set, the pre-test, as Heather was talking about with the children, a pre-test of where do we need to learn, where do we need to grow, how do we need to improve? Uh, And so today is that pre-set. Now, I don't mean pre-set in the sense of that we pre-set our alarm clock to get up at a certain time, we pre-set coffee maker to go on at a certain time, not a preset as to when those emails will be sent out, or not a preset as to when uh, the things we want to post on Facebook will post, not a preset in that way, but a preset meaning the things that we do before resetting, a pre-resetting. And so we need to evaluate, to take stock of our lives, and to assess. And this week is a great time to do that. This week is the most important week of the year as we think about assessing and evaluating and looking back and reflecting before just plunging headlong into a new year. And so I invite you to capitalize in the next five days, capitalize on this week to take some time, build in some time, find some time to assess and reflect and pray and then get ready then to reset. What are some areas to reset? Well, let's talk a little bit. One area is health. Health. What negative health habits do you need to change in 2021? Let me say that again. What negative health habits do you need to change in 2021? Lack of exercise? An unhealthy diet? Maybe too much coffee or too much soda or too much alcohol or too much sugar. Too much or too little sleep. Health. Assess and reset. Uh, Another area to look at would be finances. What uh, unhealthy spending patterns do you need to change in 2021. What unhealthy spending patterns? Maybe too much spending on your credit card, so credit card debt is out of control. Uh, Maybe not really knowing where all of your money is going. You don't know where it's all going. You just know that there's usually more month than money. Maybe it's not being on the same page with your spouse. Maybe it's not being totally committed to faithful and generous giving back to God for his work and his ministry in the world today. Finances. 
assess, and reset. Uh, another area, marriage, family. Uh, what investments are you making in those closest to you? What investments are you making in those closest to you? If you're married, that's your spouse. If you have kids, that's your kids. What time are you giving them? What undivided attention are you giving them? What sacrifices are you making for them? Assess and reset. Another area, spiritual life. Do some assessment. How is your relationship with God? How much time are you spending in prayer? How much time do you spend reading the Bible? Meditating upon the scriptures. Memorizing scriptures. Uh, what is God calling you to do? How, is, how does God want to use you in his work and ministry? Spiritual life. Assess and reset. Another area, job, career, uh, education. Do some assessment. Is your work satisfying, meaningful, and fulfilling? Are you, are you giving it 100%? What's your attitude toward your work? If you're in school, what's your attitude toward your classes? Are you giving your classes 100%? If you're not in school, maybe consider further education. What, what things do you need to be reading? What classes do you need to be enrolled in? Webinars, seminars, further education. So job, career, education, uh, assess, and then reset. What are some other areas that you would uh, consider in this assessing and resetting uh, process? Perhaps um, personal growth, just personal growth. Perhaps volunteering, serving, uh, being involved in the community. Assess and reset. The prerequisite to resetting is reflecting. The prerequisite to resetting is reflecting, evaluating, assessing. How's it going? Uh, so take some time today. Take some time, perhaps tonight. Uh, well, not, not tonight. Not, the Packers play tonight, so I won't do, be doing much reflecting or reassessing in my own life tonight. I'll be watching the Packers, so maybe tonight's not a good time for you, but find some time today, tomorrow, maybe get up a little bit earlier, go to bed a little bit later, and do some thinking and reflecting and maybe journaling, writing, asking God, where, where do I need to reset? What changes? Ask yourself, what changes do I need to make and what actions do I need to take? Let me encourage you. Write those questions down. Remember these questions. What changes do I need to make? What actions do I need to take? What changes do I need to make? What actions do I need to take? It's been said, life does, doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by change. By change. The Apostle Paul knew all about change. 
His life was changed. When he came to know Jesus Christ, his life was changed. God radically changed his life, and Paul made some significant changes. This is what he writes to the, to the believers in Philippi, a church that he planted and a church that was growing, a church that Paul continued to give encouragement to through his letters. And we have one of them, his letters we call Philippians. And this is what he writes to these Christians. He says in verse 12 of chapter three, not that I have already obtained all of this. And what is all of this in the previous verses? Knowing Christ, the power of his resurrection, knowing him fully. I haven't attained to that fully. Or, I have, or that I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, Christ has taken hold of your life for a purpose and he calls you to press on so you can grasp what God has for you and why, why you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So what is Paul saying? Paul's saying, number one, leave behind the old. Leave behind the old. Paul says, leave behind the failures of the past. Leave behind, let go of the regrets of the past. Let go of the, uh, the, the grudges of, of the past, the grudges of 2020, the regrets of 2020, the failures of 2020. Let them go. Leave them behind. Uh, it, it's been said that you will never sail the ship of your life into the sea of the future with gusto and joy if your anchor is stuck in the mud of the past. Don't keep your anchor stuck in the mud of the past. Sail the ship of your life into the future with joy and gusto by leaving the old behind. Let me ask you, are you going to live life looking, are you gonna live life looking in your rear view mirror or looking through your front windshield. Live like looking through your rearview mirror or looking through your front windshield. What will it be? A little boy is listening one day to a Sunday school teacher and the Sunday school teacher is talking to them about Lot and his wife who got told to get out of Dodge. I mean, get out of the city and don't look back. Well, Lot's wife couldn't help herself. She looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. Well, his little boy was listening, and all of a sudden, he, he raised his hand, and he says, well, that's really not, that's not that big of a deal. My mom was driving her car the other day to the grocery store, and she looked back and turned into a telephone pole. Don't look back. Leave the old behind. Learn from it, Certainly. We need to learn from 2020, learn from what we experienced, and learn from what happened in, in our lives and through our lives, learn from it, grow from it, but then leave the old behind, the failures, the regrets, the grudges, leave it behind. Brothers and sisters, verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting 
what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. So what's Paul saying? Leave the old behind and embrace the new. Embrace the new. Let me give that one more time in case you didn't catch it. The second time, here's number the third time. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining, pressing, pushing toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This week is a great time to to rest and relax. And I hope that you will have some time. I don't know what your schedule is like. Uh, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the next weekend's coming. But I hope that this week you'll find some time to rest and, and to relax and to recycle. And I also pray that in the midst of that, you'll also take some time to reflect, to assess, to evaluate, and to get ready to reset. Would you take some time to do that this week? Find some time. Carve out some time. 30 minutes here. An hour here. Don't just rush headlong into the new year without taking some time to reflect and assess. For those of you who um, love and follow sports, as I do, you'll know that coaches are prone to saying, and coaches always stress, though this is what they say, every day in practice, just get a little better. You, you, you hear that mantra regularly, every day in practice, just get a little better. Every day in practice, just improve on one aspect of your game. It's true. I love that mantra. What if we took that uh, approach over to our own life? What if we took that approach over to our own marriage, our parenting, our job, our spiritual life? Every day, just get a little better. Every day, improve in one aspect of your game, step by step by step. Leave the old behind. Embrace the new. Verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3 Paul writes, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. I haven't arrived yet. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. (laughs) This is Paul saying this. The Apostle Paul, who was an amazing evangelist, church planter, missionary, shaped the life of the early church and the growth of the early church into the Gentile world more than any other person other than Jesus, God's son who came to earth other than Jesus, it was the Apostle Paul. But the Apostle Paul is saying, I haven't arrived. I still have room to grow. I have more yet to experience. I have a lot of growing to do. I like what I call in the Apostle Paul a holy dissatisfaction. A holy dissatisfaction. How about you? Do you have a holy dissatisfaction? Will you commit to doing some assessing, reflecting, evaluating this week, and then begin to reset? 
Let's pray. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning. And I pray that you would give us to the task of reflecting, assessing, evaluating, thinking back. Not just letting the year go without doing some reflecting upon it in our own lives and where we're at in various aspects of our lives, various facets of our life. I pray that you'd give us the courage and help us to be dedicated and find the time to do that this week. Help us not to miss this week. Help us not to miss you. And help us not to just push headlong into 2021 without pushing pause, the pause button on our life. Lord, we um, lift our hearts up to you, and I pray that everyone listening today, and including myself, uh, would find that time and would experience a great reset for our lives as we look toward you and all that you have in store for us in 2021. In Jesus' name, amen.